Are you tired of struggling to make ends meet? Are the arguments with your spouse always about money? Well, my guest today, Linda Loddick, is an expert in helping you save, give, and manage your money the way God intended. Not only does Linda share tips on ways to live on a budget and still buy what you desire, she also offers wisdom on how she and her husband, Bob, overcame money being a constant point of tension in their marriage. Bob and Linda are the host of Sea Time Money Podcast. Bob is the author of the book entitled Simple Money, Rich Life, the founder of the award-winning blog SeaTime.com, and a certified educator of personal finance. Bob and Linda have been featured on Yahoo Finance, Forbes, CBN, USA Today, and Time Magazine. So to start off the new year on the right track, we're going to talk about money. Yeah, I know we lost a whole lot of money last year with Christmas and everything. And there are some people out there that are still struggling. I'm going to put myself on that list because it's school loans that's killing me. But we have the right person to give us some wisdom and information on it. And I have Miss Linda Loddick on the line to be able to share some words of wisdom and encouragement to help us get out of debt and be able to save, live, give, and invest. Linda, thank you so much for being on Wove Inspiration. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited to chat with you today. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm actually, I'm glad that we are talking because I I was able to read a lot of uh, Bob's book and the book is entitled Simple Money, Rich Life. And from the beginning, the, the, the beginning starts off with the story about you just having had your third child. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And you were experiencing some kind of I don't know. It it sounded like reading it, it was like, oh, my God, I can't even imagine the pain <laughs> that you were yeah. experiencing during that time. Can you tell the audience a little bit about that experience? Yeah, sure. Um, so I had a, a rash, which happens only in pregnancy. And I think just for some people even. And it is called pups. And it's pretty rare. And so. I, I got I started getting this rash and the thing about this rash is that it is um, there's nothing that can help it. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, you just so you just have to wait for it to be over with. But it, it got to the point for me where I wasn't sleeping more than about two to three hours per 24 hour period. And, you know, and it was only in like 45 minute chunks at the most Oh my! because I would wake up just so uncomfortable and I would take cold showers in order to be able to relieve this. Like that was the only thing that brought relief was a cold shower. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, which, you know, a cold shower, I don't know if that brings anyone relief from anything, but (laughs) it was the only thing that helped me in this situation. Yeah. And so just getting a, a... a, a good night's sleep with a newborn is tough enough, but the, I always know we're, we're even close to getting that. I mean, this was just 
I was lucky to sleep at all yeah. is, how, is how it felt. So, I, I mean, I was starting to hallucinate a little bit. And oh, oh, gosh. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was pretty rough. And I talked to my midwife afterwards and I was like, I feel like I should have gone crazy through that. And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, OK, thank you for <laughs> thank you for validating that feeling for me. Because, right. you know, when you're in it, you just don't know how bad it is until someone kind of validates you, you know. Right, right. Now, one of the things that happened for you, though, is that you having talked to, I guess, was it your doctor that you spoke to or a friend of that was a doctor and you found out it was something, a slight change that you didn't expect that it, it was like, I wish I had known this a long time ago and I wouldn't have been experiencing everything I did. Yeah. So, so on top of this rash, as the, as the uh, pups rash started to go away, I started getting an allergic reaction on top of it and I couldn't tell what it was. And there was, there had actually been a change in my medication through this process. Mm -hmm. And I I was taking a, I, I take a thyroid medication and there was something about the pill, the dosage changed and something about that dosage change, or maybe it was from pregnancy the pill didn't bother me and then all of a sudden it started to bother me but something happened there and i had had an allergic reaction to this pill 10 to 15 years before okay i had taken this pill and i had a reaction we we sorted it out and everything but something about the pregnancy i think just brought on a whole new issue with it Mm So as I was chatting, I I had a midwife through this process, which was awesome. But as I was chatting with her, she knew about my history and she said, I wonder if there's if there's possibly anything with this thyroid medication. (laughs) And my husband and I both looked at each other and we were like, the the symptoms of what this is are looking very similar to back then. And it was kind of this like. What? what if that's it? Like, mm-hmm. what if we get rid of, if I stop, if I just stop taking this medication and see what happens? Yeah. And sure enough, that's what I did. And things changed pretty quickly. It, it was kind of shocking because I had tried so many things to try and fix the situation. You know, I went to a dermatologist and I mean, I, I talked to a lot of people. I went, <laughs> I tried every soap, every cream, you know, and it just was not helping. Yeah. And then as soon as that medication changed, it was like things started to clear up and everything started to sort itself out. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm probably or the listeners are probably wondering, like, what does this have to do with money at all? You said <laughs> at the beginning that we was going to be talking about money, but this actually ties into the subject matter at hand, which is about money and, and what we how we need to learn to change our mindset about money for one and two yeah. it is a it, it's always that slight thing that one switch that one change that mm-hmm. makes a huge difference and and I was when I, I was as I was reading the book and a lot of the the tips and everything that were in there it was that slight change of mindset for me that mm-hmm. made a difference and and just hidden money that I was like, I 
didn't even know if I did this, that it would change. And all of this time, I wish I knew I had this information beforehand so that I can learn better and do better with with money. So it it does require us to do something to come across, you know, being able to start making changes in, in the way that we handle money. And so one of the things that I really love also about the book from the beginning of the book, mm-hmm. the very first chapter is, is the battle is his, but mm-hmm. you have to show up. Can yep. you talk a little bit about that particular part of the, of the chapter? Yeah. So we talk about the story in Second Chronicles 20, and if you haven't read it, it is absolutely worth your time reading, um, as is everything in the Bible. But, uh, you know, for the sake of this story, it talks about a king who had, King Jehoshaphat, who had three separate armies coming against him and everyone in uh, Judah. And they they fasted and prayed, which was a wonderful thing that they stopped and they they talked to the Lord about what to do first. But as they did this, God starts giving them these answers. And he says, I, I want you to walk down to the battlefield and I want you to, um, you don't, won't have to fight this battle, but I need you to go down there. Yeah. And as we started just kind of digesting this and processing it, it seems like there is something really interesting about when we show up to the problem that we have in our lives, yeah. right? So like in the case of finances, like we can sit there and ignore our finances for as long as we can, <laughs> as long <laughs> as we want really. But as soon as we go to the Lord in prayer and then show up and do the thing that he's asking us to do, which a lot of times it's, it's like we were just talking where it's like, there, there's no way that is gonna work. Right. That one little thing, that's, that's not gonna make a difference, you know? And as soon as we do that, we open the door up to God doing the supernatural in our lives. And my husband, Bob, and I have seen this over and over and over where, you know, we, we, he will, it's like, he will ask us to do something while believing for a breakthrough. And he will ask us to do something that does not make sense. And in some ways will almost seem foolish, like a bad decision. And, you know, so we'll just do the whole thing. We'll just pray about it and just kind of like mull it over and try to figure out, is this what we're really supposed to do? And it's been astounding when we've taken those steps forward. Um, God has showed up big time in a way that it was so, it took us so much further than like our smarts took Mm -hmm. us. You know what I mean? Like we were not smart enough to make the progress that we made. It was just God was showing up and we kind of got ourselves out of the way so that he could do his job. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, and one of the problems that we have, at least what I used to have is that, oh my God, I am never going to be able to get rid of all of this debt. I don't, I don't see a way out of this, but you know, like you said, we have to first and foremost, give it to God. Because it's not a battle that we can handle on our own. It is Mm -hmm. a natural step that we have Mm -hmm. to take 
but it's a supernatural one that God takes care of. So I 100% agree with you on that. Now, I know that you guys started off mm-hmm. <laughs> a certain way. So tell, <laughs> tell the audience, because, um, you know, it's, it's one thing to, you know, hear like an expert and they telling you what to do and all of the tips and everything. But if you haven't been there and done that, been broke and like, okay, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You can't teach me anything, but I know <laughs> from reading your story, you know all about that life. So, so tell oh, yeah. the audience a little bit about your experience. Yeah. I mean, so I'll, I'll tell you my story. Bob has a little bit of a different story, but you can read it obviously in the book. We've got, yeah. you know, stuff online and everything, but I'll tell you where I came from, um, which was I grew up in a household where my parents said debt is bad. Mm. And then that was really all they taught me about finances. And so I am a natural spender, (laughs) love to spend money. And so I would, you know, I was working, I had a full-time job. I was living in my parents' house, okay? And I had about two bills. So I was in a pretty good, you would think she's probably in a pretty good financial position. But what was happening to me is I was spending, I was way overspending like 150% of my income. And I was making such bad choices that at one point I had a debt collector calling me. And he not only called my cell phone and harassed me there, but he called my parents' house phone. (laughs) I was mortified. I was so embarrassed. And, you know, and my parents found out to which I did the whole like, you know, teenage thing of like, it's fine. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm taking care of it. Don't worry about it. You know, but I was not fine. I had no idea how to move forward. And um, when Bob and I met, like he had his own mess that he was, you know, working through. But he was a few steps ahead of me in that he was interested in learning how to figure out how to get out of it. And. I was at this point where I was like, I don't want to live like this, but I didn't know how to change. Like, I didn't know even where to go to figure out how to change. So, um, you know, we get married and we kind of bring our messes together. And that's really where our, our, our beginning started. But I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty, you know, bleak in the beginning where we were trying to really hard to pay off debt that we had accumulated just out of making poor choices. Like there was honestly not even much reason for us to be in this position other than, you know, some student loans. Mm -hmm. But we found ourselves in this position as we started taking some steps forward. We watched God do some crazy miracles that are, you know, are unexplainable. Like we, we did do some things, right? So it was like, we marched down to the battle line. We, we went to see (laughs) what we needed to do, but again, we didn't hard work our way out of this. So, you know, but we were in the position where Bob would fast and I put air quotes around fast meals (laughs) because we didn't have enough money in our budget to buy groceries, buy enough groceries. So he's like, oh, it's okay, I'll fast. You know, we'd go to the gas station and fill up our tank with $5 of gas, you know, just to get us by the next few days until we get paid again. And 
yeah, it, it was it was a massive challenge. And I went from, you know, spending about 150% of my income to about 3%, you know, like I, I cut my, we cut our spending way, way back so that we could make some steps forward. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where we started. <laughs> yeah. And $5 today, mm, mm, I don't even know if you get out of the driveway with $5. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> gas, gas yep. is about that much now. So, oh. <laughs> but um, my, one of my questions, because a lot of times when it comes to marriage, that can mm-hmm. be one of the challenges. One of the major challenges is the major conversations, the major arguments in a relationship is money. So mm-hmm. what was it like between you and Bob during that beginning process of trying to get onto a a level where you're now standing firm and then building from there. Yeah. Well, Bob and I were friends for about two years before we started dating. So by the time we got engaged, I had a pretty good understanding that he was trying to get out of debt and Mm -hmm. that he was taking his finances really seriously. And that excited me because I didn't want any part of the conversation. I just wanted someone to do it for me so that I didn't have to think about it. (laughs) So in the very beginning of our marriage, he was like, okay, yeah, I'll take it. (laughs) I mean, he was excited because he was excited that I was so compliant uh, because I was like, if you, if you do this, I just need you to tell me what to do and I don't want to have to do anything. So that was, that was the start. And it was, it was fairly easy then, but a, a couple of years down the road, I would start going, huh, how did you afford to buy that? Because what the, the the budget that I'm looking at, there was no wiggle room to buy anything extra. And so I curiosity and wanting to spend more money is really what got me involved. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but as we did that, I mean, one of the things that Bob was really good at was letting me be as involved as I wanted to be. Okay. So he was comfortable with me not doing much but he wasn't comfortable with us not being on the same page so what he would do is he would he he set out a budget and was like okay look at this how does this feel to you what do you think and he would say that you know i've i've broken out a budget using all the money that we can Mm -hmm. you know to fund these accounts to fund these different um, categories what do you think and i remember the first time he brought it to me and i was like there was no like category to for me to get my hair done or buy makeup or you know facial cleanser or anything like that and mm-hmm. i was like hey man this is not going to work like, <laughs> right and, right like i, I need that. this takes work okay mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh but he was great in that he said okay if that's what you need let's figure out where to pull that money from like how how do we do this and he made me help him figure it out and what was good about that is it got me involved and it got me just invested so that i was like okay if i'm agreeing to this then i can either go back and we can have another conversation or i just have to do this if i want my marriage to work like that's that's where we are but the same for him. If I came back and I said, this isn't going to work, he had to adjust. And so even though he had it all mathematically perfectly worked out, mm-hmm. <laughs> I threw a huge wrench in those plans because I was like, I can't do that. 
I can't and I won't. It's just not going to happen. So, I mean, I think that's one of the huge keys to budgeting that a lot of people don't realize is that if you're not going to do it or if your spouse is not going to do it, then it won't work. Right. And so even though it might look perfect on paper, if it doesn't work for your lifestyle, then there's going to be arguments about it. And that that's completely unnecessary. You know, it's like you can easily fix that by basically saying, all right, halfway done or mostly done is better than not at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's that um, willingness to to compromise on certain things. Yeah. You're not going to be able to buy all of that, that fancy makeup or the cleansers and all of Uh that stuff. But at the end of the day, you'll, you'll, you'll see the bigger picture as it, as you, as everything grows and goes forward and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I commend you guys because I, I'm a counselor and I couple, uh, account couple, I counsel couples that, that is one of their main arguments is the fact that they cannot agree on the budget or if there's mm-hmm. even a budget, then there's an argument over, you know, how much should be spent, how much did she spend? And a lot of times it ends up being her <laughs> that spends yeah. way too much money. And then there's that discussion. And, but if he yeah. buys something, then it's a whole different ball game. And then there's another argument ensuing with that. So now one of the things that I know also is that you guys give, 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 give. In fact, by the age of 40, you guys had given away $1 million. Yeah. I'm going to need to know a little bit more about that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So a few things, first of all, with the, the, um, spending money the 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 arguments of you spend this much money i spend this much money one of the best things we ever did for our marriage was creating categories for our own spending money and it was an agreed upon amount of you you get this much money per month we each get this much money per month and you can spend it however you want you can be as dumb as you want with your money because uh, that that then I don't have to stress out about it. Mm-hmm. So the reason why this was so important is because we both value different things and that should be okay. You know, right. so if I want to spend $600 on a pair of shoes, <laughs> as long as that is within the reason of what our budget says, mm-hmm. Bob won't care. And on the other side, if he wants to buy a fifth saw, which I, to me is completely ridiculous, (laughs) then I don't care because it's coming out of the agreed upon amount of what we have decided. Um, And that really has been such a game changer. But um, the giving thing, and yeah, I'll throw this in there too. We, We actually budget for giving. We've got that as a category in our budget and it has made giving so fun so that the race to giving away a million dollars has really turned into a game for us. I mean, it, it's it's really been so exciting. But I think one of the big things that we did that I think this is missing in a lot of people's lives, especially Christians, is that from a from an early age, from right in the beginning of our marriage, we started tracking how much we were giving. And that's why we're able to say we gave away a million dollars like because we wrote it down and we tracked it along the way and 
I honestly think that there's probably a lot of Christians who, because we serve the Lord and we want to make him pleased with us, I'm sh- I think a lot of us are more generous than we understand. Mm-hmm. And like us giving away a million dollars, there's probably a lot of people that are close or have far exceeded it, but have no idea because they just haven't tracked it. So I do think that that's something encouraging for anyone to do. I mean, you can even backtrack because a lot of times we'll get, you know, statements for our taxes mm-hmm. at the end of the year. And so we can, we can do that. Um, but yeah, giving, I mean, the Lord has led us on such a journey for that. And honestly, one of those things that we were talking about in the very beginning of the Lord asking us to do things that we thought there's no way that's going to work. One of those things was to increase our giving and he's asked us to do it more than once. And I don't understand mathematically. It doesn't make sense how, when we increased our giving, our debt went down drastically and much faster than, you know, our best plan to (laughs) reduce it. It was insane what we saw happen. Um, the first time we were trying to pay off our consumer debt. So we were, you know, a few years into our marriage and we had been really taking that seriously. And we had been giving 10% um, to our church, we tithing every month. And the Lord, I felt like the Lord just kind of shook us up and showed us that we had been making our debt payoff kind of an idol. Mm-hmm. And I felt like we were supposed to start giving an additional 10%. Not this time we didn't have an additional 10% to give. What that meant was we were taking everything that we were putting towards our debt and we were going to give it away instead. And Bob had had this timeline of it'll take us about three years to finish paying this off. And within the, the year, that debt was all paid off. Wow. After we started, we took that money out of what we were paying to our, down our debt with and started giving it instead. I mean, it didn't make any sense. And it happened a second time and it was it was the same results where we were like lord we're believing you to pay this thing off and he said give extra and god's math does not work the same as our math but i mean it was just astounding within we had you know another plan of like three or four years and i think it was within 10 months we had paid off that debt yeah and it was just it's unbelievable. I mean, that's why we talk about this is because we're like, I, is anyone else experiencing this? Like, right, <laughs> has right, anyone else exactly. seen this? Because, because he is wild and doing crazy things in our lives and we just can't not tell people about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that is, wow. That is amazing because here's the, here's the principle that I'm hearing. It's give in obedience. Yeah. If you just do that, don't try to figure it out. Don't mm-hmm. like rationalize it. If he said give, then you give. And obviously, because he is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, he already knows what the outcome is going to be. All he's asking you to do is be mm-hmm. obedient. That That's yep. it. That <laughs> Wow. I, I love it. I love it. Now, one one question I, I want to ask, um, because mm-hmm. I don't make a lot of money and mm-hmm. but I am working 
still on the on the budget that God has given me to to go on to and the principles that I've learned in reading the book. But mm-hmm. it's a challenge. So mm-hmm. what suggestions can you offer in myself and, and others who may be listening and say, look, I I'm trying to budget what I have. What what how do I do this thing? Yeah. Um, So one of the things that we have done, my husband created a budgeting system called the real money method. And it, it's, it works really well because it is the first budgeting system that we found that keeps, that actually keeps you accountable. Uh, We've tried a lot of different apps and things like that. And um, the biggest problem we had with that is that, you know, if we if we made mistakes or we overspent on something, uh, the number would turn red on the screen, and that was the only consequence we had. <laughs> um, and the system that he's come up with is using your actual money, and it's using your bank the the money that you have in your bank to budget. Okay. Um, and I think what's great about it is that it actually keeps you accountable to what you really have. Um, Another thing that he has suggested, and we talk about this in the book, is finding the uh, category that you are most likely to overspend on. So this, for a lot of people, it's food, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're not tempted to overspend on your electric bill, but food (laughs) is a hard one to rein in. So uh, he recommends kind of taking an 80-20 approach to budgeting where you do 20% of the work and get 80% of the results. Um, And you pick one category that you're really struggling with that you're like, I know I can do better here. And you set limits on it and you just focus on fixing that one thing. Yeah. And a lot of times people will have great results with that. um, And it will, it's a great like on-ramp into a full budget. You know what I mean? Like you can just start with one thing. And then as soon as you feel like you've got that kind of under control and figured out, you can move on to the next one. Um, Another thing he talks about is in the book is um, paying attention to what you're spending. So writing down every purchase, uh, it's kind of like, you know, when the doctor asks you to do a food journal and write down everything you've eaten, you all of a sudden make different choices, don't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just because you're paying attention. Um, so, I mean, that is another like super easy way to reduce expenses and just to be a little bit more strategic with how you spend. It's not because you're not allowed to have any fun anymore. It's actually just to make sure that you're spending your money on what's important to you instead of spending it on things that are not important. Really good information. How can we get in contact with you? I know that you guys have a podcast and it is called Sea Time Money. Mm-hmm. How can people get in contact with you and Bob or both of you? And where can we purchase the book? The book is for purchase anywhere. You can buy books. So it's Simple Money, Rich Life. You can get it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or, you know, whatever. Um, we can, you can also get it on our website. Our website is seedtime, S-E-E-D-T-I-M-E dot com. And we are at seedtime on Instagram. Yeah, those are the main ways you can get a, get a hold of us. I, I, we've got email on our website and 
I'm on Instagram every day, so you can definitely message me there. <laughs> nice. Okay. Okay. Linda, is there any last words you would like to share for our listening audience? Yeah, I mean, I just really like to encourage you that this is an area of life that I think it's 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 easy to either not invite God into or to only invite God into it and think, oh, God, you're just going to have to do a miracle and I'm just going to do nothing. And I think really taking those practical steps is is where practical steps along with praying that God would help is there's there's something really I don't spiritual about those two things, yeah. like doing those two things together, the, the natural steps and then praying and asking God for him to do his part. And uh, I just really believe that as we do that, people are going to see the same things we saw, maybe not in the same way, not the same story, but I think they're going to see God move in a way that they haven't before. Amen. Amen. Linda, it has been a blessing to talk to you. And I thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be on Wove Inspiration and sharing a wealth of information. Yes, I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, this is Althea with Wove Inspiration Podcast. You guys have an awesome day. Take care. God bless. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to Wove Inspiration Podcast. Wove features men and women who use their voice to share their story of overcoming obstacles in life. You can follow us and leave a comment on either Facebook or Instagram under Wove Inspiration. You can also subscribe to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts.